I want to share an article with you written by Sarah Gonzer, dated March 25, 2020. I quote, On any given day in schools across America, many students exchange warm greetings with a smiling teacher, then perhaps move on to a morning check-in, followed by a quick mindfulness exercise to start the day grounded and mentally focused, surrounded by peers they've known for months, or perhaps even years, and a teacher they see daily, kids feel connected, end quote. Welcome to episode 103 of the Teacher Rockstar Podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the new teacher are discussed. I'm your host, Steve Hiles, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about seven ways to maintain relationships during your school closure. Before we dive right in, here's a word from our sponsor. Would you like to supercharge your classroom management skills? Interested in one-to-one teacher coaching or 365 days of email support and some really super cool bonuses? Well, if you're a teacher with zero to five years of teaching experience, a teacher returning back to the classroom after an extended absence, the Teacher Rockstar Academy course is for you. Gain the confidence, the skills you'll need to crush it on day one and beyond. Enroll now at tra.teacherclassroomresources.com. Invest in yourself. This will be a most transformational experience. All right, let's dive right into the article. Um, I want to continue reading uh, what uh, Sarah Gonzer has to say. And I think this article is very important simply because it addresses things that we as teachers uh, can do whenever we're faced with a school closure again for any particular reason. Gonzer says, in spite of some critics who downplay the importance of social and emotional learning and the value of belonging, the number of such skeptics is falling, to be sure. The research is clear and has been for some time. When kids spend their daytime hours in safe, supportive schools where adults work every day to build strong relationships with every student, they are simply better, more engaged learners. And I think that goes without saying and is basic common sense. But how should educators foster that sense of belonging, she says, in this new decentralized world? With teachers and students tethered loosely together via Wi-Fi and cellular networks. Right now, it's all about the technology, the mechanics of how to teach remotely. She says when she speaks to her colleagues who are high school teachers, it's about how are we going to hold our students' hearts, says Mays Imad a professor of pathophysiology and biomedical ethics at Pima Community College. So Gonzer goes on to say that we have asked dozens of teachers and peeked in on Instagram and Twitter threads to find some of the best ideas that teachers are experimenting with to maintain the relationship that drives engagement and learning. Number one, try to say hello differently if you can. Uh, Try to make sure your kids know you're thinking of them, care for them, and miss them. For kids with access to technology, simple daily hellos via video might be the only time the student sees the teacher on some days, and that sense of connection is important to sustain. First and second grade teacher John Thomas's masterful fun hello video to his students is a great example. For students without internet connectivity, try calling by phone. Consider rotating through small groups of students each day to make this a more manageable task. 
Taking the time to reach out and call each kid takes forever, says 6th and 8th grade English teacher Kathleen Beachboard, but she's seeing a big impact. The first few days I had only a few kids logging on, but now I have almost 98% attendance, she says. I think that is super astounding. Point number two, how to maintain morning meetings. Routines at Foster Connection are a core part of classroom life and finding ways for students to experience these at home will go a long way toward easing students' transition to home-based learning. If you do morning meeting, reflect on the elements you have in your meeting and what could be completed virtually at home, writes Thomas. If technology allows, record and share daily video announcements and read-alouds. Margaret Schaefer, a third-grade teacher, has kids respond to daily prompts during her morning meetings. Kids can see each other's responses and react if they want to. My relationships with my students are part of my instruction, and their relationships with each other are critical to their enjoyment of school, she says, underscoring the fact that maintaining relationships is not an afterthought. So when I planned, very quickly, to start distance learning, the first thing I wanted to start daily was a way to comfort the kids and let them know that I still care about them and their friends are still out there. Number three, reimagine temperature checks. Okay, uh, she goes on to say routine everyday check-ins, roses and thorns, or selecting an emoji to match your mood. For example, shouldn't fall by the wayside. Keep it quick and simple. I posted on Schoolology to give me a thumbs up, thumbs sideways, or thumbs down to describe their day. I encourage them to take selfies of their thumbs. Says high school teacher Javier Rivera via Twitter. Along with checking in with her students herself, Ahmad is making connecting with peers part of her students' homework. Each student is assigned the task of connecting with one classmate. Then I'm asking them to write to me and tell me how, say, Jackie is doing today. They can decide on how they want to check in, email, text, Skype. She says, adding that she sets up guidelines and models the practice for her students first. This exercise might work even better with K-12. My homework is to check on Allie. Number four, try snail mail, pen pals, phone pals, or virtual turn and talk. We learn better in social contexts. So for many students, transitioning to learning from home is complicated by the impact of being cut off from peers. Even though many older students might communicate with friends via social media and texting, if technology doesn't allow, create pen pals or other paper and pen activities by sending home envelopes, paper and stamps if your school is able, says Thomas, or mimic turn and talk by setting up phone pals where students call each other on the phone several times a week to discuss specific topics or prompts. Third grade teacher Michael Dunley follows his whole group instruction via Zoom with breakout rooms so that peers can reflect on the learned material together. Then he seeks deeper connections with students individually. I keep one student on for a one-on-one -on -one conference and ask them to read out loud for a few minutes. This time also provides an opportunity to check on their emotional well-being and see if they need clarification on assignments. Before we continue on to the next tip, here is a word from our sponsor. What would it be worth having unlimited access to educational products, instructional videos, top-rated teacher podcasts, and articles worth over $1,000. Wouldn't that be awesome? And you know what the best part is? You get a free seven-day trial. 
and after that it's only $9.99 a month so what do you really have to lose go check it out take a look around go to membership.teacherclassroomresources.com that's membership.teacherclassroomresources.com and I will be adding more products each and every month and you're going to love being part of this teacher membership community okay moving on to tip number five create virtual tables but don't just group friends for older kids says Casey Short an eighth grade English teacher at Charlotte uh, Country Day School in Charlotte North Carolina teachers can set up virtual table groups Short uses Google Classroom for this because her students are already familiar with the platform Casey says she will set up discussion threads with four to five students so they can discuss assignments, ask each other questions, and stay connected, she says. Though many kids will stay in touch with their circle of friends, she says it's important to think about pairing kids with peers who aren't in their immediate social circle, and then mix up the groups weekly. There will also be spaces for whole class discussions. But she goes on to say that she knows that many students will feel comfortable sharing ideas in a smaller group setting. Tip number six, consider including parents. Dunley, the third grade teacher, asked his students to invite a parent online, giving the adults an opportunity to ask questions, express concerns, or request advice. Beachboard, the sixth and eighth grade English teacher, connects with parents each day. She uses the messaging platform Remind or a dedicated Google Voice phone line for parents who don't have text messaging. She also connects with families by email. I check in with them once a day with a how are you and do you need anything, she says. It's important at this time more than any other that we are looking out for the mental health of our families and students. Tip number seven. Get kids to name and process their own emotions, which I think is extremely important here. Writing assignments, says Short, the English teacher, offer valuable opportunities for students to process a complex mix of emotions that they may be experiencing as a result of their upended routines and schedules, social isolation, and the challenges of being cooped up at home. I'm going to use some writing opportunities for students to get their thoughts, feelings, fears, and questions down in a creative format of their choice, she says. I will give them an option to share with the class or share only with her. This will not only allow them to share out their feelings, but also give her a place to check on them and follow up if she sees any of them expressing sadness, fear, etc. that their parents may need to know about. Most important, says Short, I'm going to be honest and as understanding as possible to let students know we are all in this together and we will likely all need a little grace. Well, we have come to the end should you have any questions about this episode, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles, and we hope you've enjoyed listening to these tips and strategies regarding seven ways to maintain relationships during your school closure. When you get a moment, visit my blog and subscribe to my newsletter for the latest educational research, best practices, and unadvertised free bonuses. Go to blog dot teacherclassroomresources.com and don't forget to subscribe to us at the teacher rockstar podcast and if you'd like to support us please feel free to share our podcast with others post about it on social media or leave a rating and review that would be greatly appreciated thanks again we'll see you same time same place next week and remember my friend you got this